You're listening to episode 18 of the Business Life and Coffee Show, brought to you by Jumpstart HR LLC. If saving more for retirement is on your list of New Year's resolutions, you're not the only one. According to a new study conducted by Fidelity Investments, the number of people likely to be able to pay for at least essential retirement expenses jumped from 38% in 2013 to 45% today. And contrary to belief, millennials are leading the way. Joining me to talk about this study and to provide tips on how to save for retirement, no matter your age, is John Sweeney, Executive Vice President at Fidelity Investment. This is John's second time on the show, our first repeat guest. Check out his other tips in episode one. And before we jump into this episode, I'd like to say thanks to a few publications that have given us shout outs on the web. Business.com has this in an article entitled, Better Than Coffee, 14 Podcasts That Will Inspire Your Mornings. Boston College Carroll School of Management includes this on their list of 10 must-listen-to podcasts for MBAs. And last but certainly not least, SalesEngine.com lists as one of the top 25 podcasts for sales leaders. Links to these lists can be found in the show notes, so be sure to check out a few other great podcasts. And now, let's get to the show. A new study reveals a notable uptick in retirement preparedness over the past two years, but is it enough? According to Fidelity Investments Retirement Savings Assessment, people are saving more and investing more appropriately for their age, improving the overall state of America's retirement readiness. Joining us to share more on the topic is Executive Vice President of Fidelity, John Sweeney. Welcome back, John. Joey, thanks for having me. So how prepared are Americans for retirement? You know, we do a survey every couple of years where we look at the preparedness of America to cover essential expenses in retirement. And the good news is that we saw the retirement preparedness score increase this year over the last time we did this survey two years ago. So the score went from 67 to 76, which means that, you know, America's in better shape to cover those essential expenses. But what we also find is that there are about 55% of Americans who do need to take some action in order to be able to cover what we call the essential expenses, food, shelter, and health care. So Americans have been improving their saving habits in the past two years, but what demographic is doing the best job? You know, we we, uh, looked at savings rates, asset allocation, and spending as three big buckets and three big drivers of what makes you successful in retirement. And we saw that across the board, all the generations, millennials, Gen X, and boomers, all were saving more, but they all needed to save even more than they were doing. So we saw a marked improvement. The biggest jump was millennials, and they went from about 5.5% up to almost 7.5% of their income, which is great, um, but they need to essentially double that. Our recommended savings rate for anybody is about 15% of their income. So we saw big progress in the millennials, which is great. The boomers at the uh, closest to retirement were saving about 9.7% of their income. Again, that's great, but they've still got room to go. They've got the ability to take catch-up savings in their IRAs so they can deduct more from their income and save more. Um, when they're approaching retirement. So we want everybody to get that message and really think about putting more away. Okay, and kudos to the, my fellow millennials out there for uh, participating in their retirement planning. What is the most significant action that each generation can take to become better prepared? You know, the great thing about this stir- survey was we took all the data and we ran it through our actual guidance tool. So it's like doing 5,000 retirement plans on a cross-section of America. And so we dissected and we quantified each of the action steps that people could take. 
the action steps, while they were the same across all the, the generations, um, differed in impact based on your age. So I'll give you an example. For a young person, saving more was the most impactful step that they could take because they've got a 40, 30 year time horizon over which to save and to let their money compound and grow before they retire. For a baby boomer who may have five to 10 years before they retire, saving more was impactful, but not as impactful as delaying their retirement date by a year or two, because they only had a short period of time over which to let that money compound and grow. So moving out their retirement date did a few things. A, they had another year of earnings and income. B, they had one less year of spending in retirement. And C, if they were able to delay the uh, start of taking Social Security, the amount that they would receive from Social Security actually goes up about 8% for each year that you do, uh, delay. So regardless of age, how do you figure out what you'll need for retirement? You know, it's a great question because it's, it's, we ask people to think about taking action and then looking at the things that you can control. So there are things that you cannot control, like the market, right? And the market's certainly been volatile for the first couple, of years of tw first couple of weeks of 2016. But what we ask you to do is control what you save, how you allocate your money, and really look at expenses. So expenses are a critical part of success in investing and in, and in retirement planning. And oftentimes people say, well, I can't really save that much. We ask young people particularly to think about, if I gave you $100 as a paycheck, could you live on $85 of that, of that paycheck? Could you structure your lifestyle in such a way that you put that first $15 towards your retirement account and you learn to live on what was left? And people who can do that successfully are gonna end up in a great place, A, because they've got an expense structure that's easier to cover and easier to manage when they get to retirement because they've been saving in a disciplined way, and B, they've been putting this money away for a long working career, not tapping it, not being uh, um, you know, inclined to pull it out and put it into a down payment of a home or to pay off loans or something like that. You're allowed to pull money out of your retirement account, but it's certainly not recommended because it sort of defeats the purpose of saving for a goal that's 30, 40 years down the road. And what other tips would you have that can help our audience improve in their retirement planning? So the one that mistake that we often see people make is they get too conservative about their investment allocation. And four out of 10 millennials actually had an investment allocation that was too conservative. And what I mean by that is they're worried about losing money. And I often see people come in and they say, all right, I put in $1,000 into my retirement account and the market went down 20%. Holy cow, now I've got $800. That's a problem. But what we ask them to do is step back and remember, you're not actually spending that money for 30 or 40 years. So put it in the market, let it grow aggressively. For a young person, a millennial, we would, we would recommend an allocation of about 90% stocks and 10% fixed income. Even for someone who's approaching retirement and 65 years old, we're gonna suggest an allocation that's about 55% in stocks and about 45% in a combination of bonds and, and cash because we need that money to continue to grow throughout retirement. They've got a 30-year time period in retirement to let that money grow. So it's important to have a, the correct asset allocation for your age. Okay, and how can we check our individual retirement scores to know where we stand? So the, the thing we added this year to our retirement uh, preparedness measure was we, people said, I want a personal score. So we built a, a capability where with six simple questions, you can go to our website, plug in an answer to those six questions, and get your score. It compares you to the other respondents in the survey. And it's at fidelity.com slash someday. Go to that site, uh, that, that section of the site, and you can answer those six questions. You'll get your own preparedness score. 
And we often get the question about, well, what if I get a score that's red and it says I'm not really prepared? We expect that 55% of the people who go through that are going to get a red or yellow score and are going to need to take some action. And the key thing is it's like going to the doctor. You know you haven't been exercising, you know you haven't been eating well, and you're afraid of what the doctor is going to tell you when you get there. Well, go and get the information and then go get help. The doctor has a plan for you to get healthy. Fidelity's got a plan for you to get to green is what we call it. Get to a place where you can cover those essential expenses in retirement. Yeah, that's a great point. It's better to know where you are than to be lost and, and be in a bad shape and not know how to get, to get to green, like you say. Absolutely. There's a path out for everybody. We want to make sure that you, we help you find it. Absolutely. Now, uh, this is a, our New Year's resolutions episode, and we know that financial reconciliation is a big topic for a lot of New Year's resolutionists. Um, what are some of the reasons why people uh, fail to meet their financial plans um, with their resolutions, and do you have any advice on combating them? Absolutely. So we find that when people make behavioral changes to their financial structure that are long-lasting, they're more likely to stick. So one great example is if you got a raise at the end of last year, try and bank all of that raise. Let's say you got a 2% raise. Instead of expanding your lifestyle to incorporate that higher income level, take that 2% and just put it right in your retirement account. And when you make a, well, a structural change like that, where the money comes right off the top of your paycheck and doesn't actually hit your bank account, then you're much more likely to stick with it throughout the year. If you're saying, I want to spend less, I want to dine out less or uh, shop for clothes less frequently, those tend to be less sticky resolutions because um, they're, they're, you have to make that decision again every day. So it's a decision that's uh, one that you can structure in a way that the money comes right off the top, right into your savings account. Those ones tend to be the more sticky resolutions. I never thought of it that way. The one-time behavior change versus the daily oh, I'm going to bypass the mall on my way home, or I'm not going to stop at the uh, Chick-fil-A for, for food. That's a really great point. Where can our audience go for more information about the assessment? So the uh, best place to go is fidelity.com. Uh, again, that survey is at fidelity.com slash someday. We want you to envision your someday retirement. We want you to have a successful retirement. So the starting point is really get your score, figure out where you are currently, and then figure out those steps that you can take. And again, everybody can take steps at whatever stage of life they're in, whether that's saving more, adjusting their allocation uh, of their portfolio, or thinking about working longer. All those steps will be impactful and will help you achieve your retirement goals. John, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. As always, uh, thank you for joining me on this episode of Business Life and Coffee. Uh, cheers to you, and have a great rest of your day. Joey, thanks. You too. Take care. Bye. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably like me and want great information on the go at all times. That's why I'm offering a free Audible trial to my listeners with over 180,000 titles, ranging from personal development, business, marketing, finance, and more. You're bound to find something that will make your life better and make you better at whatever it is that you do. Visit audibletrial.com slash BLC as my gift for listening to my show, and you'll receive a free 30-day trial for the largest resource of books on the go. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash BLC. A direct link is in the show notes. Now, back to the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. This has been another episode of Business, Life, and Coffee, the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert, or fellow colleague. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about, but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, email us at info at businesslifeandcoffee.com and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, you can reach me at Twitter at JVPSaid. This is Joy Price signing out, and I'll see you next week. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at JumpstartHR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together.